Hello and welcome again to the Stouting Off Podcast, episode 30, where we spout off commentary on the everyday. You heard me just a few moments ago when I said, welcome, and I'm saying it again. Welcome to the Stouting Off Podcast. It is episode 30. It is the Roman numeral X times three, XXX. Never like to hear that, especially in the context of a family-friendly podcast, but here we are. Anyway, it's our 30th episode. I can't believe it's already been this long. Producer Jordan, how are you? Doing great. Thank you. I'm joined live in studio by him, as you see. (laughs) (laughs) There's just all these sound bites we have to work in. (laughs) <laughs> just becomes um yeah we just jumbled but you know what we don't we like consistency but we don't like we don't like being lulled to sleep by routine you know there's there's definitely a tension between consistency and mundane routine so we like to keep it spicy occasionally yeah and somebody else like you might give the the welcome once in a while at the top of the episode and i thought you did you did a great job did Thank it feel you. good it felt good, yeah. Felt like a radio show host. It, well, in a lot of ways, you are one, at least producer producer wise. I think the best way to spice things up is keep the consistency, but mm-hmm. change it up a little bit. Sure. We were still consistent. Yeah. I mean, the the listeners. You, I mean, you guys heard everything you needed to hear. What am I listening to? What are we going to talk about? How many episodes have you guys made? And what's the Roman numeral? <laughs> the essentials. Yeah. Um, well, what's been new? What's been new with you? Anything since the last time we talked five minutes ago before we hit record? <laughs> we haven't talked since. Christmas is coming up. <laughs> it is. I it's wrapped a bunch up. of presents last night. Mm. Made the made the uh, reel. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we made a Instagram reel. Instagram reel. That was cute. You could toss that up. Yeah, it's cute. It's good. It's cute stuff. Um, yeah. So, also, you guys may have noticed, we played, instead of our usual intro track, we played Jordan's iPhone arrangement of, what's it, Sleigh Bell? Um, Sleigh Ride. Sleigh Ride. Which you could power on piano and just bust that out real quick, but we won't put you on the spot. (laughs) Maybe in future episodes. Episode 30, though, wow, it's been a wild journey. We started mid-August of 2020 here, and here we are mid-December, so... We're just, we're finding our legs still, but thank you to the Stouting Off faithful, the Stouting Off family for hanging in with us. And, um, you know, we're getting some fun engagement and people are, for whatever reason, enjoying listening to the boys chit chat about everyday stuff. Yeah. And enjoying hearing my ice jingle jangle. But what am I supposed to do? It's iced coffee. I need this stuff. It's the sweet nectar of life. We had a good episode with Will. Didn't we? That was fun. (laughs) (laughs) That was really fun. Um, He's a good man. He's a good man. He thinks like no one else. He's a total moron, and I mean that in the most endearing way. You only call morons people who are actually your your people, you know? Yeah. Because I love morons. Because I, you know, you could make an argument that I am one, you know? It's a compliment. It's a compliment in many parts of the world. Um... (laughs) That episode was really fun. We're, we will likely have him on again around Christmas time. And we also have another special guest coming up as well around Christmas time. Yeah. 
do we share the news? I mean, yeah, he sounded like his mom or something. <laughs> yeah, my son. Yeah, my son is going to be on the show. Oh, yeah. We will have Jesse Green from. Well, the plan is we will have Jesse Green from Handcar Studios and from Jesse David Green Photography on the pod, and yeah. we're going to be shooting that from his studio, from Handcar Studio in Detroit, Michigan, and it's going to be really, really fun. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome to just catch up with this guy. Quite yeah. frankly, he's a very creative guy. He's a visionary. Um, he's funny. He gets it. He's a moron, <laughs> right? He's yep. in the, in the best way. Um, I went to a climbing gym yesterday. I worked out with a kind of a new friend of mine. This is a really cool guy. I really like this guy a lot, but he goes to a climbing gym. He's like, yeah, come, come through, work out. <clears throat> and so I'm not a climber. I mean, I've, I've, I used to belong to a gym with a climbing wall in it and I would occasionally go just for kicks, you know, just for fun. I would do the, I mean, I would do the climbing wall occasionally. Probably climbed it three times in my two-year membership there. And so I went yesterday, and this is not just like a climbing gym where they have a climbing wall and whatever. It's like, it's called Climb Nashville. And I went to the West location. It's three stories high of a huge facility with probably 20 different like walls or routes you can climb, you know? Dang. It, it, it was massive. It was really cool to see. Um, and I did that. And when I got down after my first run, again, it's three stories up. It's kind of like a little spooky, scary up there. Uh, but he was belaying, you know, he was belaying me. He had his, he was like kind of harnessed in and yeah. a couple times I had to be like, dude, I got to back off the wall a little bit. Could you got me? And I would just like rest my hands. Cause when I got down my hands and my forearms were like unbelievably engaged on fire, Dang. you know? You yeah. know that feeling when you wake up in the morning and you can't quite make a fist that kind of tickles a little bit? Yeah. It was like that, but with pain. <laughs> um, I didn't know you were climbing. Straight up climbing, bro. I did four I did four climbs and then a little bit of bouldering and then I and then we they had a weight training area as well. So, Dang. we did a half and half workout. It was really cool though. If you're if if people are looking to spice up your your workout routine and uh, are open to kind of something like that, it's a really good idea climbing i maybe i'll get a membership anyway he texted me after and he said hey man um i don't know your your dating situation but i i got a a, a buddy i want to introduce you to are you open to a blind date and i said a girl buddy that was my question i was like and i didn't say anything back to the text and he was like she's good friends of my wife and i and whatever whatever but there was about a two minute period there where I was like, wait, does this guy, I mean, what's he mean? <laughs> I was like, what's he mean? For me, buddy is always a guy. Yeah. Always. 100% yeah. of the time. Right. Or a girl, if I'm trying to like openly, jokingly diss her, you're my buddy. You know, like, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like if I'm t- trying to like totally make it known to her in a joking way that she's in the friend zone, I'll call her buddy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we laugh about it and whatever, but it's just, that's, it's, that's the one time. But buddy for me is always a guy. So I got this text. Hey man, um, don't know your situation, but I got a buddy I want to introduce you to. Are you open to a blind date? (laughs) (laughs) I said, I typed out five different responses and deleted, deleted, deleted. I was like, he'll probably clarify. And then he followed up again. She's a great friend of my wife and I. I was like, ah, okay, got it, got it now. So, so Buddy is always a guy. 
Do girls call each other buddy? No. Babe. They do? Yeah. These are my babes. I think they call each other babes. Monica's circle of, of girls that she works with. Mm-hmm. They're Boss all babes. Each other. Babe? Look at this babe. Huh. But not buddy. Nah. That'd be the equivalent of us in a group chat. Hey, buddy. Dude, check out my buddies. Well, I guess that is kind of how it is, right? You can also say buddy very condescendingly. For sure. I was just going to say that. No problem, buddy. Hey, thanks, buddy. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Tone is everything in life. Yeah. Um, Thanks, buddy. In the... (laughs) Thanks, buddy. (laughs) That's the sweetest thing anyone has ever said to me, buddy. Um, In the 2024 Olympics, they're adding breakdancing. To the Olympics. No way. Yeah. So I read this quick article. The International Olympic Committee announced that breakdancing, also known as breaking, will officially be included in the 2024 Summer Games in Paris. Surfing, skateboarding, and rock climbing have also been ratified for inclusion. Wow. Okay. So rock climbing is going to be in the Olympics as well. So that means I got to get this membership and start training so I can compete. That's sick. In about three years, because it is about to be 2021. Um, Breakdancing cleared its final hurdle to to feature in the Paris 2024 Games on Monday, bringing the wholly original electric art form to the sport's biggest stage. To sport's biggest stage. It's judged, though. So what am I supposed to say? (laughs) (laughs) Is it a sport? I don't know. It's a sport. I've relaxed on that. I've relaxed on that. You know, I've relaxed on a lot of stuff over time when it comes to hard and fast positions. I'm 100% for that. I'm 100% against this, or this is my exact stance on this. In fact, I think certainty for the most part in many areas of life, when somebody has a hard opinion about everything, I don't like that very much. You know, I have a few like just kind of pillars in life, faith and family and just like relationship philosophy. But on all these positions and politics and stuff like this, uh, when someone is like, this is exactly the way it has to be. And anyone who is anyone who disagrees with me is wrong. Um, that's short sighted in my opinion. Yeah. I think you, if you adopt the position of always being open to dialogue in life, that's, that's where you want to live from. Now you can say, I have a, you know, this is kind of where I identify with this, but prove me wrong. You know, that's really ultimately it. Just be open to, uh, my philosophy is just being open to whatever, like, yeah, the truth yeah, or reason, you know, but anyway, <laughs> I feel like, dude, if you're so one-sided on, on any given topic, just makes you look yeah. less smart than you think you are. Yeah. I would agree with that. And I also, when somebody is, they have their heels dug in on any given top, like they, they have a position for everything, you know, and it's their position. It's the right way. All I want to do is just poke holes in it. When somebody when somebody says yes, this is this is exactly the way it is. I want to be like, well, what about this? Or you know, I just want to. It, it brings about this desire in me to make them look foolish, because I think it does look foolish when you're very, very, very outspoken. Uh, not, that's not across the board, but you just you know the type of person I'm talking about. Yeah, it's your aunt or uncle on Facebook who has to post 13 times a day about all their f- opinions and whatever. 
I want to be like, well, what about this? Have you ever actually talked to that person? Or what do you think that person, you know, before you cast judgment on this person, what do you think they go through? And maybe can you try to have some empathy? And yeah. So breakdancing is going to be in the Olympics. It's wild. Crazy. <laughs> so like I was saying, breakdancing. Uh, hey, what about this KFC movie? Are you with me, Jordan? Is you got some? No. Have you heard, have you seen about the KFC thing? The movie yeah. or the series or whatever? The Lifetime movie? Yeah. Yeah. So Mario Lopez yeah. is featuring in what appears to be like a... I, I, it, it comes out... Well, it came, by the time this episode airs, it comes out today, actually. So we're filming this on Saturday. It's going to be Monday when this episode releases. And maybe I'll watch it. But yeah, I think it's supposed to be some kind of like steamy, young, hot Colonel Sanders as, you know, Mario Lopez portraying him. But that's such interesting marketing, you know? Yeah. A food brand partnering with like a TV network, which I believe is Lifetime. It's kind of wild. I actually don't know anything about it, but I just thought that's really, that's, that's crazy. You know? Yeah. Maybe, maybe not crazy in a bad way, but it's just, it's groundbreaking. I read the, just like the, I don't know if it was on the, the actual movie poster or, or what it, what it was, but it, it literally like slams KFC for what it is today. It's like back in the day, Colonel Sanders sold all about KFC. Quality. Was all, yeah, was all about quality, sold it for a, a knowingly inferior product. Wow. Wow. Really? Yeah. But it, but KFC is behind it, so I wonder if they're trying to rebrand. Maybe this is a part of you yeah. know rebranding or something yeah, true. like this. I love Mario Lopez. Right by first the way, year. yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Bold predictions coming from the Stouting Off podcast. I like Mario Lopez a lot, and I have a coworker who looks just like him, and I loved him on Saved by the Bell as well. Yeah, he's he's cool. What? He hasn't aged at all. What game show or something did he's he... on extra? I think extra, which is like um, Hollywood, whatever, red carpet. Didn't he do some kind of like bachelor or like? This is a good question. Check that out. Yeah, I will. Would you look into it? Yeah. Um. So when I get a Facebook friend request, I will, I'll accept it. Usually if it's, if it's somebody I know, I accept it. If it's not, I just let it kind of rot in this black hole of, friend requests that never get accepted but if i know the person and i accept it i always write on their wall and i did that this past week and it got me thinking a nobody writes on people's facebook walls anymore but b there was a time when that was the only way you could communicate with one another on facebook you yeah. know yeah do you have an answer you don't have an answer uh that was the, at one point the only way you could and then i thought about like man the glory days of social media. My freaking space, man. Yeah. I tried to log into MySpace the other day. I did too. C couldn't. Like, it's so jacked. Like, yeah. The web page takes forever to load. Oh, I thought it was just me. No. Because I have, I have an account on there. Or, yeah, my account from 2003 or four, whenever it was. And I have some videos and photos on there that I wish I could extract. Yeah, me too. Yeah, man. Every time I go to that website, it's so clunky. And Tom from MySpace really jumped ship. He he must have pulled out all his. Yeah, his he's chips like a after. mad photographer now. Yeah, good for him too. Came yeah. up with this amazing idea, sold it after a few years, and just rode off into the sunset. Yeah, now he's just doing 
doing what he likes to do with a pile of cash behind him. With a pile, with a Scrooge McDuck pile of cash. I can't find this on. All Mario right, Lopez, maybe he wasn't. Maybe he wasn't on. a game show host. Maybe it wasn't. He's on extra. Yeah, looking young, looking yep. healthy, looking dapper. I thought it was some kind of like dating show. Like he came out with his wife or or someone. Oh, are you thinking would... of Nick Lachey? N- yeah, Nick Lachey dude, did maybe Love I... Is Blind. That's what I'm thinking of. Yep, my bad. And you know what, Nick Lachey. Looks like Dorian from The Mask when he has the mask on. <laughs> if you can think of that. Dorian from The Mask looks like... When when he has the mask on, he looks like Nick Lachey. Just type in Dorian with the mask on. He looks like Nick Lachey, dude. And also, Kenneth Copeland, who we talked about in the last episode, also looks like <laughs> Dorian with the mask on. <laughs> can you see it, bro? Yes. Can you see it? Like... My brother and I were talking about this recently. Kenneth Copeland and Nick Lachey somehow both look like Dorian with the mask on. Look at this, Jordy. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm looking at. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys haven't seen The Mask, it was one of Jim Carrey's first main just bangers of a movie. Cameron Diaz's actual first feature film, I believe. And in the movie, the antagonist in the story is this guy Dorian. Dorian eventually gets the mask, which yields him all kinds of evil power. And when he puts it on, he looks like Nick Lachey and Kenneth Copeland both, somehow <laughs> simultaneously. Isn't that wild? It's funny. Um, oh, man. So here's another, here's another thing. I was sent this article by my friend Evan. And in the article, he basically said that being in quarantine and being in you know the, a, a bit of a lockdown for much of the year, um, some places are locked down and some aren't. But either way, it's just not n- super normal to be very social right now. Yeah, he said the the article which was published by the Washington Post said, I'm just going off memory too, that that has caused many men to begin to seek out um, you know like friendships with other men in a way that traditionally women would used to do. So what I mean by that is men for the most part are more doing stuff versus sitting and talking and sharing face to face. Men are more kind of shoulder to shoulder, you know, let's watch a game or let's play a sport or let's make a podcast or whatever doing doers, you know? And, uh, and this is just, these are generalizations, but it, it would be more common for a man to do that versus sit down and have coffee and share and, face to face and but what this article from the Washington Post said and it was backed by research and a lot of information and study was that men are now desiring just like a deeper friendship connection because of being deprived of it for several months you know yeah, yeah. when you're separated from your your social network you can't really do stuff that you used to you're not getting your cup filled in the way that you normally would um going and playing drop in sports and even watching sports and so men are not, what, what I was saying is men are starting to meet up for like basically like coffee bro dates now, you know? Yeah. And I'm finding myself doing that. Yeah. In the past two weeks, I've gotten coffee with probably four guys. Yeah. And you were one of them. That's fun. Yeah, that was good. And um, yeah, it's just, it's so interesting and it will be interesting to see what ripple effects happen socially and uh, culturally after this year, you know? Yeah. That, that being one of them. 
Now that's not to say that it'll, you know, it just totally changed the paradigm for men out there, but men are looking for deeper and real connection with with other guys, you know. Yeah. Have you heard of those apps that are like the dating apps but they're for friends? Yeah, I think I think Bumble has a friend feature on there. Oh, does it? I think. I don't remember what Monica and was a part of when I have to make a disclaimer yeah. here. Last time I said, I think, uh, isn't swipe right means you like him? This was in episode one, two, or three or something, <laughs> yeah, and I got yeah. roasted. I truly don't know if Bumble does have that, but I, I feel like I recall it having that. I don't have any dating apps, so don't come at me. I deleted them months ago, yeah. and occasionally at a, a moment of weakness, I'll install Hinge for 24 hours, get bored, and uninstall it. But anyway, Monica was saying, yeah, when she was, did, wasn't she in a new place or something like this? It like, was here in Nashville. Nashville, okay. Looking and for friend meetups, right? Yeah, she was just looking for like other moms that have kids and want to hang yeah. kind of thing. I don't remember. I don't know if it's called meetup. Okay. Or I'm just looking at some of these. Um, but Wasim was on one in, in the Bourbon Trail, remember? Yeah. He was like talking to, to a new guy friend that he, because he moved to Kentucky or something. Really? Yeah. Wow. I must have zoned out for that part, but he, he just met a guy, like a friend on an app. Yeah, he's like, yeah, texting this guy. Or That's hilarious. Yeah. That's awesome. But yeah, dude, I think that, I mean, if you're in a part of life where you're you're not familiar with the area or whatever, and you want to find someone who has similar interests or whatever. Yeah. Our friends Paige and Jason sweet. did that in Chicago. Like Paige went like went on, whether it was Bumble Friends or some, oh, some app like that. that. Yeah. She met up with like all kinds of girls and was like, I have friends here now. Yeah. That's pretty tight. That is sweet. Would you do that? Yeah. It would probably be my fourth or fifth step, you know? I feel like, uh, I feel like if I, if I, uh, I guess if I felt like my cup needed to be filled, then yeah. I would. Yeah. But like in, I, I don't feel if, like If you does. weren't a married guy who had association with other families yeah. and neighborhood friends, yeah, you might be inclined to do that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You think we'd link up on there? Link up, rather. Weed link. <laughs> I, I, it sounded like I said weed ling up <laughs> with a G. Do you w- think weed ling up on <laughs> <Do> you- <laughs> Um, Yeah, probably. Weed ling. Probably. Uh, I think we would. Yeah, me too. I, I think we'd hit it off, man. Dude, when I, again, when I have cold beverages, like that's iced coffee, my tongue, my tongue like can't formulate words correctly. Really? I, I like, yeah, stammer and stuff. Well, not stammer, but I just, the enunciations aren't quite there. Stammer and stuff. Stammer and fun, stuff, like, LLC. Coach. <laughs> St- Welcome to Stammer and Stuff, LLC, where we teach you how not to stammer. Have a public speech coming up? Perhaps a best man toast? Public address, uh, public keynote address. Stammer and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) With that music. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, What else did I want to talk about? Oh, this was great. So. Oh, man. So. Which one do I want to go to? I have a few things that I want to talk about. Let's go to this. Um, I put on Instagram a couple days ago. Hey, guys, when did you find out that Santa wasn't real? you know, at what age and share some stories. And I got about 30 replies back and most of them were funny. I you should ne- do a trigger warning before if anybody's watching this with kids in the room. Yeah. Yeah. Heads up. True. If any of you, okay, trigger warning and disclaimer, the following is 
approved for audiences age seven and above, right? I think so. Maybe it's TV 14. I don't know. TV 14, 14 and up. <laughs> no, I think seven. Viewer safe. discretion is advised. If you heard me say what I just said, that Santa wasn't real, I was just kidding. Kid, children in the room. But now this is the time. This is the part of the podcast where mommy and daddy have to escort you out of the room so they can finish the episode. And we just want Christmas to be magical for you. If you're seven and under, if you're over seven, you get to stay. Cause honestly, I'm just going to make a judgment call right now. It's time to find out. Is it actually? That's no. not your call. It's not my call. No. <laughs> Listen to this. The parenting <laughs> instincts in Jordan. Listen, man, you don't tell other people how to parent. So anyway, that's what that is. And then, so I asked people, um, I won't, I won't say any names. You can identify yourself on here. I was eight years old. I asked my dad if Santa was real after finding some toys stashed away in the closet. He told me the truth and just asked that I didn't ruin it for my sister. Mad respect for my dad for not lying. When I asked so many people said like, I found out and my parents found out. And then like my life mission for the next two or three years was not to ruin it for my siblings. Yeah. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah. That's sweet. Um, it's good to be the baby of the family, I suppose. Yeah. In that regard. What's your Santa story? Did, were you into Santa? Oh yeah. I feel like I, I knew late. early. I feel like I knew early. I knew late. Really? Yeah. I knew 13, late. 14. No, 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 not that late, but <laughs> you I was driver's ed and I found out that I didn't, that Santa wasn't real. I was probably in fifth or sixth grade, maybe fifth, probably fifth. I don't know what age that is. Yeah, it's, but like, it's like 10. 8, 9, 10, yeah. But the thing with me is Santa didn't bring the all of the presents. He brought one. Oh, okay. He, he brought the biggest one. Oh, cool. What I would ask Santa for at the mall or whatever. It'd be N64 or something. Exactly, GameCube, yeah. whatever it is. That's what I got from Santa. Everything else was from my parents. So I didn't have like, yeah, I guess not. No, I, I think my brother and my sister found out, you know, five and seven years older than me, but, True. uh, but yeah, I went up to my mom one day after school and I was like, mom, is Santa real? And she's like, will you be mad at me if I tell you? I said, no. She said, well, Santa's just dad and I, <laughs> and I was like, okay. And I moved on. Yeah. Okay. Great. That's a great segue because some of these responses are like, I found out and I was devastated. Here's another one. Suspicious at seven, but had the tea at eight. My aunt told me my parents bought me a microscope, but it was addressed from Santa. So like aunt told this person, oh, yeah, your parents bought you a microscope. And then under the tree, it said from Santa. She's like, hmm. What a terrible aunt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, being a pastor's kid, they didn't talk about it really, but never said, no, he doesn't exist. So around kindergarten, first grade, I was at a daycare my mom helped with. And I'm at lunch with all these kids gathered around Christmas time. And she hears me say, like he's just at the table with all these kids, Santa doesn't come to your house. He's not real. He just goes to stores and malls, dashing all the kids' <laughs> dreams and pissing off parents. Um, I think maybe fifth, this, this one tugged on my heartstrings. I think maybe fifth grade and my mom told me by telling me I was asking for expensive stuff and Santa wasn't real and my parents couldn't afford it. That's how she found out. Listen, you... You want this really expensive thing? Well, Santa can't bring it for you because Santa's not real and we have to buy it and we can't afford it. It's devastating, actually. It's kind of sad. 
Found out when a babysitter asked me how I like my new present. We were sitting in front of the TV, so I wasn't paying much attention. I was with your mom when she bought it, she said. And I ate it and nod, uh, nodded. I ate it. I don't know what that means. Um, so the babysitter said, I was with your mom when she bought it. Um, that present was in the garage and came with an illegible scribbled note from Santa himself. The end of magic. Extra memory was holding a new Nerf Oakland Raiders football amidst the betrayal. <laughs> I knew where he was. <laughs> I laughed at that one. Um, oh, dude. This, this one made me laugh. I think I was about 10 years old. One of the other kids at school told me, but I didn't believe him. Went home and had my parents write Santa on a sheet of paper and compared the handwriting to a note from Santa from the previous year. Didn't tell them I was doing this until I held the sheets up in front of them. You wrote Santa. This is Santa from last. And then he says, this was right around the time I found out that pro wrestling was scripted too. So I was devastated to learn the truth. I remember them consoling me as I said, next thing you're going to tell me is that the Easter bunny isn't real either. <laughs> they had some bad news for me. <laughs> he just finds out all these, these life altering things. That's awesome. Um, around eight or nine, I was going to sleep on Christmas Eve and I was terrified of Santa. My older brother and dad thought it would be funny to take jingle bells on the roof and stomp around like it was Santa and the reindeer, which is actually cool. Yeah. Well, my brother slid off the roof and fell right outside my bedroom window. My little kid mind put it all together and realized they were faking it. So I ran into my parents' room and asked mom if Santa was fake. She tried to keep it going, but then finally told me yes. <laughs> <laughs> my dad used to get up on the roof. Really? Yeah. He would shovel like... He would shovel the roof to make it look like a sleigh uh, was up there. Ah, uh, and he would do you know jingle bells and stuff like that. And you guys would be in the house like, <gasps> yeah, this is great. Probably yeah. only me. Yeah, yeah. Your siblings were older. Yeah. In kindergarten, my cousin went around our our class Christmas party, telling each kid individually that Santa wasn't real. <laughs> We then had a student-parent meeting discussing the matter. Dude, if you're a parent of one of those kids in that class, you want to kill that kid. Yeah. Ruining the magic for all the others. I don't have I don't even remember like it being a big deal. Maybe I just shut it out, you know, at school or whatever. I don't remember it being ever talked about. Yeah. Times were different back then. Mm, I don't really remember much about what was talked about in class. I don't remember much about elementary school other than I went back when I was in like 11th grade to my elementary school. I felt like the smallest building I've ever been in. Yeah. And kids' desks are tiny. Yeah. Yeah. Tiny. And like the hallways are small. Yeah. The doorways are small. But they felt so big when you were in kindergarten and yeah. fourth grade and stuff. Yeah, true. It's truly true. Um, how many more of these I have? Monica's family's a hard pass on Santa. Yeah. Hard pass. What do you got for me on that? No, that's it. So one of Monica's sisters replied back and was like, at um, at an early age, their parents decided there's going to be no Santa in this house. It's a non-negotiable. Santa is Satan, kind of. Like that association. Maybe not actually, but, you know. Um, so... Monica's sister, Marsha, replied back and was like, yeah, we never did Santa. The only Santa involvement I had was just being coached on how not to spoil it for other kids in school. 
<laughs> which is awesome. When I was when I was like nine, I asked Santa for a bitty baby, a baby doll that's part of the American Girl Doll Company. I wanted the Asian baby. I got the white one. And after opening it, my mom quietly said, they were out of the Asian dolls. Then I knew. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Oh, this one was funny too. This is the last one I'll give you. Ten. Uh, this person was 10 years old. Yes, I know... Yes, I know way too old, though I'm pretty sure I already knew he wasn't real, but my parents hadn't officially told us. They called us in and we all thought they were going to tell us they were pregnant. Um, they were like, we have some really big news to tell you. We all started to say, you're pregnant, you're pregnant. And then they said, Santa's not real. We were all like, seriously, that's the news? We we basically all assumed that already. <laughs> <laughs> Just anticlimactic. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um. Jordan Ciciotti texted me. Jordan Ciciotti, co-host of As For Me In My House podcast with his beautiful and wonderful wife, Milena, texted me yesterday, and it was about dad stuff. And I was hoping you could actually help me out with this because okay. I can't relate, okay? Yes. He said, hear that train going? A little train going. A little train. I mean, whatever. Um, he said, hi, miss ya. Thoroughly enjoyed billiards on Stouting Off recently. Great combos. Billiards is Will Woodington. He said, I have an idea. I want to... Uh, I have an idea I want you to talk about. Talk about how bad baby wipes smell. He said, not used ones, just the actual chemicals that are on them right out of the package. I don't know if I'm alone, but I hate how they smell and how I always need to wash my hands with soap and water if I touch baby wipes even just for a second. Do you relate to that? No. I like. I kind of think I like the smell of baby wipes, right? Yeah. Maybe I, they're I, using some chemical stuff. Yeah, or, yeah, I don't know what they're He using. said, also to clarify, I'm not talking about disinfecting wipes. I, I'd actually... <laughs> I'd actually rather burn the skin off my hands using Clorox wipes than baby wipes because at least my hands wouldn't smell like sour milk and armpits. Which? I'm trying to think. We need to clarify which like wipes he's using. Yeah. I'm um, going to ask him about that. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I'm going back to Cali. I don't think so. I'm going. That's an LL Cool J song. That's I don't here. think so. I don't think so. I'm going back to. I Cali could see. Styling. I could see some pretty like natural, maybe like wipes or whatever. You know, maybe smelling bad. We don't use anything that's like. I think we use like sensitive ones or whatever, but nothing that's. I need sensitive for me. I'm sensitive skin stuff. Yeah. I do sensitive like detergent and fabric softener. Yeah. Soaps. Been itchy lately. It's dry. It's dry skin season. You know. Yeah. I need to lotion up a little bit more. Yep. Um, I'm texting Jordan Ciciotti. Uh, Off topic thing about wipes, baby wipes, is they all come out of the package at the same time. There's not a one. There's not a freaking one. They're supposed to be to, folded in here, interlocked, right? Yeah. And you only have, while changing a baby, one, one hand. hand. And so you can't reach over and disconnect because you're holding them from you know falling off and breaking their legs. And so <laughs> just their legs. You go to rip it, and seventeen come out, and you have to force them back in. Yeah, I just throw them away at that point because I'm just mad. Yeah. No, I don't, but I, I should. Um, when blowouts, when uh-huh. when a baby has a blowout, that's when they just poop all over themselves, right? Yeah, that's it just, a, that's it a just blow, means right? that it, it, it goes beyond the diaper. The diaper, beyond the diaper. Have you had to clean those up? Yeah, of course. How many? Hundreds? 
No, not hundreds. Blowouts, I don't know, a lot. 50? Yeah. What do you do? I've never changed it. I've never changed a diaper before. So do you I do you kind of like gently pick up the baby like by their legs and like swap out and wipe this stuff and then set the new diaper down and set them back down? Uh no. No, they're always on their back. Always. How do you get the diaper under there? Just kind of pick them use up. Use their legs and yeah, pick them up like so they're on their shoulders. I thought you meant like off the off the thing? Yeah. No, I'm not like hanging them by their legs and what <laughs> Like <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, you just kind of like pick them up and tilt them maybe back at like a 45. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I misunderstood. I miscommunicated, so I'm sorry. That's okay. Well, I forgive <laughs> you as well. <laughs> um, yeah, so for that, I mean, you want to try to like, you, you get the clothes off immediately. And baby clothes are crazy because most baby clothes will have buttons like up near the shoulders so if something like that does happen you can pull it down off their body instead of over their head yeah that makes sense yeah so you're not like possibly getting poop around their head everywhere yeah 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 so we we uh in in my household and i think this extends to my parents and monica's parents you know the severity of a blowout by how many wipes you use. Mm. So you could be like, this is a 12-er. 12-er. Like, this is a 14-er, you know? And you have a wastebasket right next to the baby changing station? Yeah, it's like a... Yes. Yeah, designed ba- for that. Do baby... And I'm just getting all my baby questions out because I these are things I think about sometimes and I just don't know. I've only seen, like, a movie and stuff. Do babies projectile vomit? Yeah. Sometimes. Not all. Is it... Is it water mostly? Yeah, it's milk or whatever. Milk or water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and it's after like feeding. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's why. Like, okay, if you think about feeding, yeah, or or drinking a bottle or nursing or whatever it is. Yeah, that's all they have in their stomach. They don't have solid foods. So like, true. That's where like, you know, stuff happens. Yeah, stuff happens, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they sped up. You remember that one time I came over to your house and I walked in the front door and Jude was on the third step (laughs) and I just, I said, hey Jude, and he was all excited and he laughed and hi, and I just turned to you and we were talking. You were in the opposite direction. You were to my left. We were talking and suddenly he was on the floor. Yeah. Slammed the ground. Slammed the ground on these hard oak floors. Yeah. It's kind of scary. Just started crying. Do you always have to, when your child gets hurt, I mean, they, they say like parent needs to remain calm, right? Don't be frantic and, yeah, you know, screamy. But are there ever times where you're like, dude, I'm actually kind of scared that he really hurt himself? Um, was that one of them? That wasn't one, no. Um, yeah. The point, the, the, if you see something happen and you immediately identify that nothing is broken, twisted, dislocated, yeah, you know, busted open, whatever it is, your job is to, basically play it off like nothing happened mm-hmm. you know dads and moms you, are different like that i feel like my brother yeah. is that's my brother really adopts that philosophy with his kids yeah and you know my sister-in-law heather is more likely to be the one to, to like swoop up and be like you know you know just kind of acknowledging and sympathizing and, yeah. and really like kind of soft not to be like not like dads are like toughen up yeah <laughs> suck it up 
but the moms really more empathize and feel. And I think that mother heart really is yeah. more of a thing there. It's, it's hard to do, especially when like they have one of those cries that like they can't breathe. Yeah. But dude, I remember crying those when I was me too. I remember yeah. being like, no sound was coming out. Yeah, for sure. But if you freak out in front of your kid, they look up to you. And so if you're freaking out, you're just going to scare them. Yeah. It's scary. I'm not any, I'm not, you know, a, a professional parent by any means, but this is what I've learned. And you you don't want to scare them. You just want to tell them it's all right. You know, dad's here, mom's here. Yeah. You know. Man, so good. But I haven't, I haven't had, knock on wood, I haven't had any crazy things happen in terms of like, you know, big yeah. things happen. I remember when Injuries. I was a kid one time, we didn't wear helmets. We talked about this. We didn't wear helmets yeah. when we were riding bikes. Um. I fell off my bike and smashed the crap out of my forehead on a planter box. Oh, dang. So hard. Yeah. Goose egg right here in my soccer pictures and everything. Um, and I remember doing that, the the scream cry where I just couldn't, eat, no sound was coming out. Yeah. I was like that. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> you ever been laughing so hard that you do that too? No sound comes out when you're laughing. Daily, dude. Yeah, dude. If you if there if a day comes and goes where you don't laugh so hard that there are tears and or no sound when it's coming out of your mouth, that's a failed day. It's a wasted day. Yeah, dude, those are good laughs. The best laughs. Um, good episode today. I liked our topics. Thanks for sharing your insight on parenting. You and Mon are good parents. Thanks. Um. Well, cool. Anything else to add here on episode thirty? No. Do you want us to? Do you want to do the sign off? No. Okay. Well. Will you use that special track? Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. And thank you, listener and watcher, for participating in this Stouting Off community. Um, without you, we would just be two idiots recording and probably just watching ourselves, you know, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but truly, we appreciate you listening and, and engaging and, yeah, just liking what we have to say. <laughs> couple morons actually quite frankly <clears throat> so anyway without much further ado we're gonna end the episode episode 30 of the stouting off podcast where we spout off commentary on the every day Episode 30. Love ya.